the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What's going on, everybody? It's another Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer is we are rapidly approaching the end of January. A little Jimmy Buffett and Jolly Mon Singh uh, to get us started here on the program. Uh, got a great show for you tonight, an interview that I taped a couple of weeks ago uh, over at Bolero Snort in beautiful Carlstadt, New Jersey, although some people would uh, disagree with that, that Carlstadt being beautiful. But uh, we've got a lot to get to, and I wanted to dive in uh, to a bunch of uh, different news uh, items that have happened while I was away. Obviously, last week was mostly a best-of show. I did touch on uh, what Governor Murphy has had to say about a reforming the liquor license laws, and to be quite honest with you, um, I don't think he is going to succeed in doing what he wants to do. I think there is a better chance of doing more limited things that will not only help the brewers, but will also help others within the state of New Jersey. I'm going to try and get into that during the show. We may have to put that off for another week because we do have a lot to get to here. Now, coming up in 20 minutes, Bob Olson, co-owner of Bolero Snort Brewery, is going to join me from Bolero Snort that I taped over at Carlstadt, New Jersey. We'll talk about 10 years in the business, three at their current location, and what it was like to gypsy brew for so long and so much more. Uh, We taped it uh, the weekend of their anniversary party uh, with a, a a new device that I'm using from Zoom, uh, which is a fantastic portable device. Um, the microphone, everything, the recorder, it's all in one, and it's portable. You can carry it anywhere. You can throw it in a briefcase. You can throw it in a, a, a piece of luggage and take it with you. Uh, it's fantastic. That's coming up in just about 20 minutes from now. So I was on my little solo vacation uh, down in, uh, I can reveal it now because I'm back, down in Florida. I was on uh, Anna Maria Island. Um, it was a place my mom had always wanted to go to. Uh, and never got an opportunity to go to when she retired from work and then eventually passed away a couple of years ago. And uh, I had made a promise to my mom um, at one point while she was dying that I said, you know, look, I'm going to try and get there for you to experience the things that you weren't able to experience. She'd always wanted to go to Florida and, you know, the, she went on her honeymoon to Florida and, you know, it was one of those things she'd always wanted to get back there and never did. Um, so I went. I had a great time. Um, there's something about the beach, there's something about the ocean uh, that is just invigorating to me. It makes you reflect on things. Um, I had a lot of time to myself. I went, I, Obviously, I went alone, and uh, it was great. It was just a great time, and I'm glad that I was able to do that and honor the memory uh, of my mom. Now, uh, a bit of news that I want to get to here um, from Texas. The owner of a Texas brewery 
um, said he did not bend to a woke agenda when he canceled an upcoming event featuring Kyle Rittenhouse. I, I really get political on the show, but I think it does, uh, you know, uh, you know, this is news that we should bring to you. Dave Fogeron, he runs Southern Star Brewing near Houston, said um, he made the move after hearing uh, from the brewery's fans. Calls from our customers saying that they wouldn't buy our brands anymore if we supported this. So he says there was not pressure from distributors over the rally against censorship. Rittenhouse was was in the public eye after he was acquitted of fatally shooting two people in Wisconsin at a Black Lives Matters protest. Organizers have since found a new venue for their event. And Forgeron said he canceled the event after being flooded with calls uh, from their patrons who were not happy about it. If that's caving to the woke crowd, you know, I think that's listening to your customers, something that you know business owners should do. Absolutely. I, I would agree with that. And Dave and Fogeron, who also said, uh, you know, this was a business decision. You know, I could see this turned into into just utter chaos. And it, it has. And, and that's the thing. I mean, the bottom line is he is about dollars and cents. Right. As as every brewery is. Um, and I think if he would have held an event like this, I think that his hardcore people would have said, you know what, if they're not into this sort of thing, they would have pro- they would have, you know, said, we're not going to spend our money here anymore. That's how you directly affect small businesses. And I think maybe sometimes that's something that people don't understand. Now, listen, I think everybody has the right to free speech. I think everybody has the right to express themselves in whatever way it is, as long as it's not malicious or, you know, violent, you know, in any way, shape, or form. I think everybody has a right to speak. But when you're a, 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 a person that is divisive the way this Kyle Rittenhouse uh, guy is, um, you know, and again, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get into the whole, the merits of the case, what he did, what he didn't do, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But the bottom line is, he is a polarizing figure, much like former President Trump is a polarizing figure. You either like Trump or you don't like Trump. Doesn't matter. There's no middle ground with with uh, the former president. Um, I think everybody has the right to speak, but I think in some instances, when it's a private business, I think you have to take the pulse of the people that are coming in and populating your business. And if it's not going to be a popular move, then you know what? You have the right to say, eh, maybe I don't want this person here. And there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, you know, there are plenty of other places that will allow Kyle Rittenhouse to speak and get his supporters there. You can find one of them. You know, now if the guy pulled the plug at the last possible second, that's that's a different set of sto- that's a different set of circumstances. But the bottom line is this guy, this guy Dave Fogeron, has the absolute right to run his business the way he wants to run his business, and I'll leave it at that. Trogues, our good friend from uh, good friends from Trogues, uh, have a, announced the release of Double Nugget Nectar. It is out now. It's a once in a year, uh, once a year, once in a year, once a year Imperial Amber Ale. Um, it weighs in at nine and a half percent ABV. It was uh, the idea for the beer hatched by the brewery Scratch Beer Creative Team back in late 2020. It's built around Simcoe hops, one of Nugget Nectar's key ingredients, and then they um, put in Azaka hops, which adds hints of a juicy orchard fruit. Columbus and Nugget introduce a layer of dank pine, and then the hop bill. Uh, the recipe is Munich. Uh, Pilsner and Vienna malts, which is really, really cool. It's available, extremely limited, available now, 16-ounce cans at Trogues Brewery and throughout their distribution footprint. Our good friends from Weldworks um, is pushing out this year. They are, um, you know, obviously they're going to continue to make great beer, which they do in Greeley, Colorado, but they are increasing their focus to reach 
uh, and their reach in the following states. California, Connecticut, Iowa, Massachusetts, Minnesota, North Carolina, New Jersey, and New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, and Wisconsin. So they want to expand their distribution footprint, which is a natural evolution for the brewery, but they want to make sure that their beers are accessible to all customers. And, you know, that's the thing. I see Weldworks Beer in New Jersey, but I see, you know, their core brands, Juicy Bits, Extra Extra Juicy Bits, uh, Weld Pilsner. Uh, I've seen Bam Bam Rubble Rubble, um, you know, in some places, but I've not seen some of the one-off stuff. And so I think if they want to get out there a little bit more, um, they need to push that envelope a little bit, and they're going to do that this year. Uh, again, I'm hoping to get a, get out to Colorado at some point um, this summer, possibly to see a concert at Red Rocks. And uh, if I do, I am certainly going to get over there, uh, over at Wolberg's Brewing, along with plenty of other breweries uh, that are out uh, in Colorado. It is such a great brewing state, which is really, really cool. Now, um, we've mentioned a few of these. Lions Row Brewing having their second anniversary party. That's taking place next uh, weekend next Saturday, February 4th, noon to 10 p.m. Uh, they're going to have four different music groups there. They'll be playing 90-minute sets. That starts at 1 o'clock. There's no cover. It's first come, first serve. 21 and older after 5 p.m. I'm going to try and get over to Lions Roar uh, next week uh, to check out the anniversary party, which is great. A month from uh, from next Saturday, Big Brew New Jersey is back. Saturday, March 4th. It's uh, an event to it's a benefit for Morris Rugby Corporation. Delicious food, great music, vendors, hatchet throwing, a lot of fun. Uh, two sessions, noon to four, five thirty to nine thirty p.m. BigBrewNJ.com, twenty one and older with picture ID. It is uh, Allison's first event of the year. Our good friend Allison, she is great. Got to spend time with her at Bolero Snort uh, a couple weeks ago before she left on vacation, and we had a really really good time. Got to meet her friend Chris there. We just we absolutely had a blast, and I cannot wait to see Allison. Uh, in March. And I know she throws this big mac and cheese event. She keeps saying I have to go to that. But if I'm eating mac and cheese all day, oh my God, it's not good. It's not a good, not a good scene. The following Saturday in February, February 11th, is the Bruzology Beer Fest. That's going to take over the Liberty Science Center. Features over 50 breweries, 150 beers accessed throughout the museum. Uh, that's Saturday, February 11th, 7 to 11 p.m. 7 o'clock is the VIP hour. Uh, that gets you in an hour early. Tickets run you 65 bucks. $50 for general admission from 8 to 11. Go to Eventbrite. You do a search for Jersey City Bruzology, uh, and you will get in there. There are tons of breweries that are going to be there. I am excited at the amount of people, at the amount of breweries that are going to be there. Gearblock's going to be there. Bolero, uh, Torch and Crown, Carton, Circa Brewing, Icarus, uh, Twin Elephant. I think uh, The Seed is going to be there. I think Wild East is going to be there. I'm pretty sure Source is going to be there. It's going to be a ton of breweries. Muckraker, Beer Maker, like I said, Bricks, Evil Twin, Stone, tons of breweries. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, it is certainly something worth your while. Finally, before we take a break, Icarus Brewing and Brewery Strong doing an event at the end of February. It's on the 26th of February uh, where they're going to um, be brewing um, a special beer. Uh, not a special beer, but uh, it's, I believe it's We Want the Gold. But you're going to be able to take home some of the wart. I think the tickets are pretty much capped off. Um, you can go to brewerystrong.org for more information about it. What's really cool is you pay one price, you get some of the wart to take home, and then brew the rest of your beer using Icarus's um, recipe, which I think is kind of cool. It's a cool event, and a portion of the proceeds will help Brewery Strong. By the way, we raised 200 bucks for Brewery Strong over at Paragon Tap and Table 
Very happy about that at our event a couple of weeks ago. We're going to be doing another one in June. As soon as we get the details on that, we will get it to you. Now, when we come back after a short break, more news uh, from around the beer world, including an update on the lawsuit against Cape May Brewing that took place last year. I'll have an update on that when we come back right after this on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. We've got uh, got a lot to get to here in this segment, and I'm hoping that I can fit it all in uh, before we get to Bob Olson from Bolero Snort, one of the co-owners of Bolero Snort in Crossstat, New Jersey, an interview I taped a couple of weeks ago uh, at the brewery in celebration of their 10 years in business and three years at their current location, their beautiful building in Crossstat, New Jersey. So let's dive right into it. Founders Brewing. Uh, part of Mahu USA, excited to announce its latest KBS barrel-aged beer flavor. It's KBS Chocolate Cherry, a perfectly balanced, decadent, and drinking experience of KBS, meaning the classic taste of chocolate cherry, taking the bourbon barrel-aged stout to a new level. It allows the existing premium coffee and chocolate notes to soar to new heights when accented by the rich sweetness of cherry, that from Founders Brewing uh, Company brewmaster Jeremy Kosmicki. Now, he says this variant is inspired by cherry cordials with both sweetness and tartness from the cherries balanced against layers of rich chocolate. These flavors are really complementary to the coffee and bourbon notes that you'd expect from KBS, creating a fun new twist on a classic. It'll be avail- it is available in- on draft and in their tap rooms in Grand Rapids and Detroit. It'll also be sold in four packs of 12-ounce bottles in uh, stores in their stores and across their 50-state distribution footprint beginning in mid-February, just in time for Valentine's Day. Uh, prices in the tap rooms, $24 a four-pack. Prices will vary by market. And uh, just a quick note, uh, we're hoping to get Jeremy Kosmicki on the show next week to talk more about this beer and other stuff that Founders has coming up. Threes Brewing releasing from now on. It's a 4.8% Northern German Pilsner in celebration of their 8th anniversary. Uh, from now on pays homage to Pilsners typical of Northern Germany, which are drier, crisper, and characterized by pronounced bitterness versus Southern Bavarian varieties, which are softer, rounder, and characterized by pronounced malt flavor. So there you go. That's a new one, under 5% German Pilsner. Uh, from now on, from Three's Brewing, it's out now. The number one independent cidery in the country, the Pacific Northwest's Two Town Cider House, announces they're chart topping the Bad Apple, which is a 10.5% ABV craft cider. It's the number one selling single serve craft cider in the U.S. Now available in four packs, 12 ounce cans. It's in 15 U.S. states, unfortunately, not anywhere in New York and New Jersey. For the first time since its original launch in 2010, it's sold in 500 milliliter bottles on draft and now 12 ounce cans. Uh, you can get Two Town Cider House in 15 different U.S. states, uh, and also they have shipping direct to consumers in 41 different states. You can get it shipped to New York. You cannot get it shipped to New Jersey. But again, 15 different states, nowhere nearby here in the New York, New Jersey area. Pike's Brewing, uh, which is located in Seattle right at the um, Pike's uh, Fish Market, um, two new limited-release beers from them. The Long Dark Barrel Aged Stout and Short Days Double Hazy IPA. So the Barrel Aged Stout, the Long Dark, 
Perfect winter warmer. It's 13.3% ABV. Aged for 36 months, the beer boasts notes of port, baked dark fruit, molasses, brown sugar, raisins, figs, and vanilla. It is a very limited release. It is now available on draft and in four packs of 12-ounce cans. The Short Days Double Hazy IPA, sunshine in a can, they call it. It's made using Centennial Simcoe, Mosaic, and Cascade hops. It's an easy-drinking beer. Highlighting flavors of orange, cantaloupe, and honeysuckle with a smooth finish. It is an 8.2% ABV. Uh, this will be available uh, starting uh, now through March in six packs of 12-ounce cans. And on draft, you can get it uh, at Pike's Brewing, Pike's Tap Room, local bottle shops, and select retailers throughout the Pacific Northwest. Now, New York City Brewed. We've been uh, talking about this for weeks now. Saturday, February 25th, the New York City Brewers Guild... Um, that's the opening bash kickoff for New York City Beer Week. That starts Saturday, February 25th. It runs through Sunday, March 5th. Now, the new venue they're going to be in, this is pretty cool, they're going to be at Industry City. Um, it's a space you've likely not seen before. It's on the north side of the campus between 33rd and 34th Street. It's a short walk from the DNR uh, MTA stops, an even shorter walk to all the amazing businesses in Industry City. They're saying to join them for the opening bash and make a day out of it. Plan to make a day out of it. There's a lot of shops, places to eat, which is cool. Other half uh, is doing the collaborative beer um, for uh, New York City Brewed. And again, uh, the kickoff is uh, February 25th. A um, bunch of the breweries that will be there, 18th Ward, Alewife, Circa Brewing, Brooklyn Brewery, uh, Coney Island, Daleview, Bronx Brewery, Bridge and Tunnel, Greenpoint, Killsboro, KCBC, Keg and Lantern, Interboro, other half, uh, Randolph Beer, Rockaway, Single Cut, Six Point, Strong Rope, Talea, Threes, Torch and Crown, Wild East is going to be there, Evil Twin will be there, Finback will be there, Five Burrows will be there, Flagship Brewing, Ebbs, um, Gun Hill. It, it's just it's a ton of great breweries that are going to be there. Now, the guest breweries, listen to this, uh, Arcane Ale Works, Barrier, Bottle Logic Brewing, Catskill, Dubco, Eighth State Brewing, uh, Fidens. Uh, which is a great brewery. Human Robot, another great brewery. Jay Wakefield, another great brewery. King's Brewing, Mortalis, North Park, um, Phase 3, Timber Ales will be there. Vitamin C, Voodoo Brewing, Root and Branch. Uh, more to come. It's an amazing event. Can't wait to go. Um, hoping uh, to get Ann Riley on the program next week uh, to talk more about it. Uh, and then finally, two other quick stories. Uh, one, let's keep it local for a second. Um, the folks from... Uh, actually, it's going to be two local stories, so here you go. You've got Finback has an event. If you go on eventbrite.com, if you want to get involved in this, uh, this is taking place on Saturday, May 20th from 1230 to 5 p.m. This is in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. It's Finback Brewery Whale Watching, uh, 249 Roosevelt Avenue in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. Tickets go from 12 to $179. It is a, a whale-watching festival. Uh, there is going to be a ton of different things that will be going on here. I don't really have... Many more details on this. Uh, the tickets went on sale this week. Um, it, is a, uh, it is a beer fest that's going to have tons of breweries. Uh, Finback will be a part of it. We'll delve more into this um, as the weeks go on since this, that's taking place in May. But uh, kudos to uh, Nico for getting me that information on that. We'll talk more about that in the coming weeks. In fact, I think we're going to have one of the owners uh, from Finback on. So we'll uh, discuss that along with New York City Brewed. Uh, finally, the legal battle between Cape May Brewing and a local New Jersey brewer will proceed despite the major brewery's effort to dismiss the lawsuit. So a Monmouth County Superior Court judge uh, denied Cape May Brewing's motion on January 12th 
to dismiss a $10 million lawsuit brought by Asbury Park Brewery co-founder and now independent brewer Jeff Plate, which claims Cape May stole his idea when launching its short tea collaboration with Wawa last summer. Now, we talked about this. The lawsuit claims Cape May Brewing President Ryan Krill breached a non-disclosure agreement and misused confidential information in releasing its short tea this past summer. Attorneys for Cape May Brewing and Krill individually filed a motion to dismiss all six counts of the complaint, as well as any claims against Krill specifically. Judge Mara Zazali Hogan denied the motion in its entirety and allowed all six counts to proceed, as well as the case against Krill. Now the case goes to trial. Plate is seeking $10 million in damages for breach of contract and violation of trade secrets. Plate's attorney Martin Caffian said in a news release, I think the judge's finding underlines the merits of Plate's claims. We're very confident that we will reach a positive resolution in this matter, and Mr. Plate's rights will be vindicated. Plate told NJ Advanced Media last summer he began working on a canned hard tea in 2020, dubbing it Short Tea, brewed the beverage using his own recipe, secured the trademark. The trademark for Short Tea is indeed registered under Plate's name, uh, according to the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office website, and the branding, he said, packaging materials and even a website domain were ready to go, he added. He left Asbury Park Brewing in March of 2022 to pursue other projects, including Short Tea. He said he approached Cape May Brewing with the idea last year in the hopes of working together. Plate was told in late May the South Jersey Brewery was not moving forward with his product. Um, he has told he had told NJ Advanced Media, but two months later, he saw that Cape May Brewing was not only launching a similar beverage, but one with the same name. He issued a cease and desist letter on July 22nd to Cape May uh, Brewing and Wawa. Now, the wall-based brewer said he didn't take issue with Cape May making a hard iced tea, but rather it using the exact same name he had presented. Cape May Brewing uh, did not respond to a request for comment on this piece over the summer, denied all wrongdoing to NJ Advanced Media. They said in a statement, any claims that the peach short tea product name, branding, or packaging were developed in imitation of anything from any third party are groundless. Platon's legal team view the judge's refusal to dismiss as proof they indeed have a case. This should eliminate any notion that Plate's claims are frivolous or baseless, as Cape May has publicly stated, Caffeyan said in the news release, that's his attorney. Plate has previously found success in the alcohol beverage industry, and Short T represented his next enterprise. Those plans have been shelved. So this is going to be interesting. It's going to go to trial now. And he's looking at 10, he's trying to get $10 million. Now, do I think that's going to happen? No, I don't. Do I think it's going to go to trial? I don't know if it is or not. I don't think so. I think Kate May and Ryan Krill, who I know Ryan quite well, I think is going to dig their heels in at this point and say, we have a case we think we can win. I think it's going to come down to the fact that now this is going to move forward to trial, whether or not um, they can, that Jeff Plate is going to, is going to succeed here and, and win this case. He's got a case. The judge basically said, yes, all six counts are going to go to, uh, going to, go to trial. So now the question remains, does Plate's attorney and the Cape May attorneys get together and say, look, let's work out a settlement here, pay my client this, this will go away, or now we're going to take you to trial because we think you're going to win. This is a David versus Goliath situation here, folks. I get the sense that Plate is going to dig his heels in and try and get what he can get. Uh, I don't blame him for doing that. He has the right to do that. Whether or not he gets it or not, that remains to be seen. Uh, I think Cape May... And their attorneys have to be very careful here how they proceed. If it goes to trial and Plate wins, that could spell a big problem for Cape May Brewing in the near future. We shall see. Um, my, my, my honest opinion here, I think there's going to be a settlement. 
at some point there's going to be a settlement here before it gets to trial. That's just my two cents. When we come back after a short break, Bob Olson, co-owner of Bolero Snort Brewing, is going to join me from Bolero Snort in Carlstadt, New Jersey. This is the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, we're coming to you from Bolero Snort Brewery. What a long, strange road this brewery has had over 10 years. Now, they are celebrating their third anniversary here at this location in Carlstadt, New Jersey, but they've been brewing beer for 10 years, and it all started right about this week. Uh, We're recording this actually uh, on the 15th of, uh, or is it the 14th? See, I don't even know the day. It's the 14th. Of January, this is. I have it, folks. I, I will full disclosure. I have had maybe three sips of my first beer, so the fact that I'm making mistakes right off the bat tells you that this interview is going to be epic. But joining me right now, standing in the brewery area where they make all of the magic happen, is uh, Bob Olson. Uh, Bob, how are you? Fantastic. I'm excited to be here. Ten years as a brewery, three years in this location. Did you ever think that you were going to get to that day? where you were going to have a physical location and brewing the amount of beer that you guys are pumping out in this amazing space. Uh, If you'd go back about 11 years ago when we started the paperwork process for this whole thing, uh, I would have said two years from now. We'd be standing where we are today. So obviously uh, it took a lot longer, um, cost a lot more than you know anybody ever would have thought but uh this was always the dream um and it was kind of cool three years ago when we finally saw it become reality but you know it's an interesting journey i mean you guys were gypsy brewing essentially for seven years bouncing from place to place and and not just in one location i mean you guys were were in pennsylvania brewing beer you were you were all over in in a number of different states to brew beer was that one of those things where you know from a a week-to-week or maybe a month-to-month basis you were thinking to yourself are we going to be able to get the next batch done at, you know, X brewery and get it out before, you know, whatever it was? Or was it more of, I don't want to say a, a smooth operation, but you had enough friends and places that you could go to where you could brew your beer in a different location? Uh, it certainly had its challenges. I'm incredibly type A, so the lack of control that Gypsy Brewing um, creates was uh, certainly a challenge to deal with on a regular basis. We had a couple different host sites over the years um, that were our primary facilities. And then as craft beer kind of grew in the area, it opened up uh, tank space for us to work with new people and build new relationships. So um, I don't think I'd want to change the path. Um, I think the fact that we got to deal with so many different breweries and see so many different spaces, it really helped us craft this building into what would work the best for us and allow us to be uniquely positioned to brew the types of beers that we wanted to and have the flexibility that we wanted to. So, We're talking with uh, Bob Olson here at uh, Bolero Snort Brewery on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. And the interesting thing, so you guys were gypsy brewing for so long, and now you're helping out other brewers to brew their beer as well. You have such a large facility that you're able to contract brew with a number of different breweries to put their beers out who may not have a brick-and-mortar location. Was that, was that a part of the plan when you guys were building this facility? Without a doubt. I mean, rent is expensive. So, uh, you know, you take those fixed costs and you could spread it out. Uh, that's always a good thing. But we thought we would be in a great position to help others looking to kind of take a similar journey to us because we saw the good and the bad of being on the other side of it. And so it kind of helped 
us craft how we wanted to treat our customers and the type of product and information we wanted to make sure that people that are trusting us with their brand um, would want or what we felt they would want based on being on the other side of it. So um, it was always part of the plan. You know, it's varied in terms of the volume of Bolero versus non-Bolero product going out of here. But, I mean, we just love making beer. So whether it's our, uh, you know, especially ours, but, um, you know, getting to help other people fulfill their dreams is pretty cool, too. Now, Bob, we, uh, we have a number of different beers here for the anniversary that are out right now. Um, there's a Nut Elvis one, which I am certainly going to buy a can or two of that to take home. Yes, Nutelvis. Well, see, I'm... I'm trying to be like, you know, I'm not even sure how it was pronounced, so this way you help me out there. So, Nutelvis, talk to the uh, listeners about um, this limited beer uh, that is out this weekend. Um, so, it started with 20th and Bullstout uh, when we first found this location in 2017 as a way to kind of announce that we were finally going to have our own home. We uh, created 20th and Bull because we're on the corner of 20th and Broad Street here. Um, and I guess maybe last year, or the year before, we did an Elvis variant. So we took this peanut butter, cocoa-filled imperial stout, added banana. Um, so we are a couple months ago talking about what we should be doing for 10 years. How could we take it to the next level? Um, Jake, who runs our canning line, uh, moving over into the production space soon, um, was talking about this awesome peanut butter, hazelnut spread deliciousness. So we're like, well, let's throw it in a beer and see what happens. And it's probably one of my favorite releases of the uh, the weekend. So I cannot wait to try it because I'm, I'm certainly going to try it in the flight, and I am definitely going to buy a stovepipe uh, can or two uh, to bring home. And you have a couple of you have a co- <laughs> right, and you have a couple of uh, bottle releases as well uh, that goes along. I believe the blue colored bottle or the blue colored wax top uh, is a blueberry sort of pancake uh, variant, right? Yep. So ten steers wiser, right? Got to get the bull pun in there. Uh, you know, somehow. Uh, but we did two different versions. We have a blueberry pancake, so that's. Uh, Blueberries, maple syrup, and a bunch of vanilla, and then a coffee cake variant that we got uh, some locally roasted coffee from Roasted, which is right down the road from us here in the brewery. Um, cinnamon, brown sugar, all sorts of delicious stuff because, you know, it's it's a party. You should be having dessert-like treats, and we go from breakfast to dinner and dessert, right? And yeah. Everything and, in between. Right. Nothing wrong with that. Um, we're talking with Bob Olson here at Bolero Snort. We're inside the production facility where you can come in here anytime you want, just a stone's throw from MetLife Stadium. You can pick up beer to go, T-shirts, all kinds of cool stuff, and they have a great little tasting room that you can check out. You can get flights. You can do all kinds of other stuff here as well. They also contract brew. Ten years as a brewery, which is pretty amazing. Now, I'm going to ask the, the question, which is, you know, on a lot of people's minds, we've seen so many different changes now with all of the rules and regulations in New Jersey. Uh, Governor Murphy, a couple of weeks ago in his State of the State Address, said, you know, we're going we're gonna to revamp liquor licenses, and we're going to do this, and we're going to do that. To me, in my opinion, I think it's, it's a great idea, but I think it's one of those kick-the-can-down-the-road moments where you put this bold statement out there, and then you're not really sure how you're going to get to that path to success. There's a number of legislators who are trying to craft bills that will help the craft brewery industry. And indeed, uh, not only craft beer, but, you know, the distilleries, um, wineries, to try and get everybody in harmony to work together. But the reality is we know that, you know, the restaurant lobby and the, the, the spirits and beer and whatever, they all kind of don't want to, not, not that they don't want to work together, but the restaurant lobby doesn't want to play in the sandbox with everybody else. So the question I'm going to put to you is, and I know, Bob, you're not as heavily involved as your other partner, Scott, is, Scott Wells, is with, with all of the, uh, 
the legislation and the nonsense that goes on in New Jersey because for some reason we can't have nice things. Um, you said to me off mic before we started something that, that you would say to Scott and say, we need to do this, 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 and this. And what would, what would Scott's response normally be? Yeah, we come up with all these really, really great ideas, and then we go pitch it to Scott, who's our rule expert, and we get told, no, you just can't because of some obscure, you know, line that might be interpreted a certain way that, you know, isn't at risk at putting our entire business on the line for. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, we follow the rules a little bit more stringently than I think others do, but that's, you know, it's there's too much at stake between our own brands and the brands of the other people that we're brewing for to risk anything for you know, a fun type of party type event. Like, I would love to have a food truck outside here today and let people be safe and eat. I mean, there's a lot of great local places that they can order in from, but, you know, there's convenience to having that on the road right outside, and we just aren't afforded that opportunity. So, Uh, All right, then I'm going to leave you with this as my final question, and I think I know what your answer is going to be, but I'm going to throw it out there anyway as we're talking with Bob Olson here at Polaro Snort. Their 10th anniversary is this weekend, but you can come by any time. They're open seven days a week. You can enjoy some great beer here. What would you like to see in the near term um, that can be done, maybe not so much with legislation, maybe by executive order by the governor, but what would you like to see in the next year happen in New Jersey? You know, breweries and all this stuff are attraction of the rules that are currently going right now that you have to take a tour and all this other stuff, maybe some incremental changes, or would you like to see a monumental change happen this year? The tour is certainly a a sticking point for some we spent a lot of time and energy building this beautiful space and absolutely love to show it off uh it's just unfortunate to be forced into having to do that for the person that's been at ten thousand different breweries that doesn't care what your stainless steel looks like um you know i i think kind of touching back to when you were talking about what murphy said like anything that's going to promote small business and do good for other people that are in a similar position to us and just trying to slug it out with what cards are on the table and dealt to us, um, you know, I think is a good thing. So there's people that if all the rules and regulations were thrown out would benefit greatly. There's people it might hurt, but, um, I think just as long as we're going in the right direction, um, and promoting things that allow small businesses to have a chance to succeed, that's, you know, I don't know. You have to have a little bit of crazy to, uh, be in business for yourself. So, uh, anything to relieve a little bit of pressure or a little bit of pain points for fellow small business owners would be a welcomed good, good enough bob thank you so much for having me here today this is a i love this facility i love their beers uh, you guys do such a great job the bull puns everything is just it's spot on it's it's and the best part is you guys don't take yourself that seriously so you can have fun with a lot of the different things that you do bob thanks for having me here today i uh, really do appreciate it no thank you i like i said we uh we take the beer seriously, definitely not ourselves. So appreciate you coming out and hanging out. And now we get to drink and have fun. So. Exactly. Exactly. When we come back after a short break, it's time for Suds and Duds on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer.
Final segment of the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Probably my favorite track from Van Halen 2, Dance the Night Away from 1979. Eddie Van Halen's birthday was this past week. Um, he has gone two years already, and it's just amazing to me that he is, he's gone two years. I mean, probably one of the greatest guitarists of all time, and he's no longer with us, and it's a shame. It, it really is. Just, just horrible. I, I, I'm going to leave it at that. He was a virtuoso. My son got into Van Halen very late. I would have loved to have taken him uh, to see Van Halen in concert. I know he would have had a great time seeing it, even though I, I don't think David Lee Roth can sing anymore. But um, it definitely would have been something to take my son to see Eddie Van Halen. But what are you going to do? Anyway, let us dive into Suds and Duds, which, of course, as always, is our final segment of the program. Um, we're going to talk about some beers from Bolero Snort that I had at Bolero Snort a couple weeks ago and also some beers that I had while I was away um, in Florida. Not all of them. Uh, I'm going to save some of them for next week's program. But for this week's program, let's dive in. Bic, um, which is from Bolero Snort, this is a banging dark lager. It is so good. Uh, I got uh, a pretty good pour of that. Uh, when I walked into the place, uh, it is a fantastic beer. I hope they keep this one on tap over and over again. But honestly, I hope that they go back. I, I want them to make a Dark Mild again. I, I love Dark Milds. They're really good. They had one when they first opened, then they stopped doing it. They've got to dedicate a tap to that at some point. Scott, Bob, if you're listening, get that Dark Mild back. This The one with the maple syrup, that was fantastic, too. Anyway, I then did a flight. Of uh, of the, the big boozy stouts that they were doing for the uh, anniversary. So 20th and Bull, which is the 2023 edition, uh, a wonderful stout. Hits all the right boozy notes. Just really, really fantastic. Really took my time sipping that one. That was great. Then a 20th and Jelly, 2023. Nice hit of the jelly without being too sweet. You got that raspberry uh, in there. Um, but without it being overly sweet where you felt like you, it was cloying and you couldn't really drink it. Then they did the Bergen County 20th and Bull Stout, the 2022 version. Again, boozy, uh, just very, very boozy. All of these beers in the tasters were very, very boozy, and you gotta, you got to sip them slow. That's the bottom line. And then the last one was the um, uh, Natelvis, uh, which is a great beer. They, did a, they put them out in stovepipe cans as well. I uh, really enjoyed that Nutella taste uh, in that with the peanut butter, um, and I, I got a couple of 19-ounce uh, cans of that. In fact, one of them I have to give to my neighbor, uh, Greg, because I bought two. I'm only going to drink one of them, and I have to give that to him. So uh, I will get to that at some point. And then um, they made a, a steam room lager, a very much reminiscent of Anchor Steam beer, which you don't really see that often anymore. Not a lot of places are doing it. Super light and delicious, the steam room uh, by Bolero. An excellent, excellent beer. Really enjoyed that. All right, so then I started off my vacation. Now, I started off my vacation the Wednesday before I left by heading over to my favorite place, Paragon Tap and Table, and I had the TDH Power Juicer Galaxy version by Icarus. Uh, this was a banging juicy. It was strong, uh, somewhere in the 8 9% range, uh, and really went down very, very quickly, which was um, which was good and bad. But... Um, I think I, I stopped there. I think I had a couple of tastes of some other stuff, and then I uh, I went home because I had to be up very early for my flight uh, to Tampa on Thursday. So on Thursday, when I did get to Tampa, uh, great flight, by the way, uh, on United. Um, and I have to say, the ease of United check-in now, I know people complain about the airlines. I don't travel as often as I used to, but it, the, the ease of checking in on the app, the ease of securing my seat ahead of time, everything being taken care of, Makes for a much more pleasant experience when you get on board the plane. 
Um, and I hate to say this, but I, I have very bad neuropathy in my legs. So I don't wait until the final boarding call or my, you know, because I'm not, obviously I'm not flying first class. I'm flying, you know, economy. So I do board the plane first. Uh, when they say if people need uh, assistance to get to the plane, I'm one of those guys because I can't stand for that long and I don't want to stand on the line with people trying to put their bags in the seats or whatever. I get on board right away so I can put my bags away. I can sit down and, you know, if I got to keep getting up, it's fine. But that's how I do things. Anyway, I got to Tampa, got my rental car. Avis was great. Uh, in and out. Already had my car picked out. It had They had it ready for me. I just got the keys, got in the car. Boom. First place I hit, Scott Wells, thank you for the suggestion, Cigar City Brewing. Had, I've had tons of Cigar City beers over the years, uh, but I've never actually been to the location in Tampa. Uh, started off with a flight, high voltage, uh, super easy drinking IPA, really nice bite on this one. Uh, that was delicious. Then we moved on to the Nitro Maduro, uh, smooth, creamy brown ale on nitro, real nice flavor, got that nuttiness to it, uh, delicious and smooth because it was on nitro. Then... Cork on a fork. Um, this was a hop that I've not had before. This apparently this hop is from West Africa, if I'm not mistaken, uh, and it tastes. It looks like a juicy, but it, ta- it um, but it tastes more like a West Coast beer, which I I dug a great deal. I had it completely threw me off, and then the silent emissary was the last one on the flight. Light, good bitterness, dry on the finish. It was very, very tasty and, and really enjoyed that. Now, what I really wanted in the taster, the guy, I guess the guy didn't hear me or whatever and made a mistake. They had a smoked Hellas lager. So I ended up getting a full pour of that, which I'm glad I did. Uh, it's called the No Thank You by Cigar City uh, Brewing. Uh, it, this is a, it was a really good beer. Great smoke and yet not over the top. Um, you know, a lot of people say it's like licking an ashtray, drinking smoked beers, uh, maybe uh, licking a fireplace or something like that. That had none of this. Think, and I've said this before because I've had smoked beers before, think barbecue, right? Think barbecue and think that smokiness. You know when that smokiness hangs in the air and you smell it or you smell somebody uh, lighting a fire for the first time and you smell that, that smoke that's coming across from the start of the fire. That's what a smoked Hellas or a smoked beer should have. Um, it shouldn't be like some of them, yes, have that like bacony type of thing with that smoke, smoke in it. But you, you really want to just get that hint of smoke. And it's really, really good. And what's gr- what's, what was great about this beer is, again, not over the top, light. You can drink it. You can go back to it. It's not overwhelming. It's not going to crowd your palate too much. Really delicious beer. Uh, very much enjoyed it. Then after I, I left Cigar City, um, another one of Scott's suggestions, he had told me a place to go to Sours. I think it was Seven uh, Seven Brewing. Um, but they weren't open, and they weren't opening until later, and I didn't want to um, wait that long because I wanted to get down to my room because I had about an hour drive. So I went over to Angry Chair Brewing and had the Not Dead Yet on Nitro, which is a uh, it's a mild. This was delicious. And I really wish that more breweries would make this style. It's so good. I get it that everybody wants to be IPA, 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 but lagers are coming back. Pilsners are coming back. Saisons. All these different classic beers are coming back. Put a mild back on. If you have the tap space, you got 20 taps, dedicate one tap to a mild. I mean, you can really do it. It's a great beer. I think people get scared of it because it's dark and they think it's strong, and it's not. Usually it's under 4%. It's a great drinking beer. It's so good. 
and Angry Chair did a great job. I like that place. Angry Chair was great. By the way, Cigar City now has food, so you can get food. I had these um, uh, burnt uh, like pork chicharrones um, that was done Tampa barbecue style, and so had you know a lot of barbecue sauce on it. It's fantastic. It was an I think it was an appetizer. It was delicious. It was exactly what I needed to fill me up. I didn't need more than that. It was fantastic. The kitchen is great. And you got to go for the experience of Cigar City. It's a really cool place to kind of tour and, the, and lots of cool things. And, of course, the beers on tap are great. And they do have guest taps at times. This is why it's so great to go to other places aside from New Jersey because you can do so much more. But th- when I drove over an Angry Chair, same thing. Uh, really cool place. Uh, love the beers. Um and the stout that I had from there uh, was called Infinity Dunks. Uh, this had some nice sweetness to it because it had the addition of Oreos. Um, I'm not sure if I could drink a full glass of this. I got a taster of it, and it was strong. It was probably somewhere around um, 8 9%. had that oatmeal to it, but it also had the Oreos in it. So you kind of get that oatmeal mix with the, with the sweetness of the Oreos. It's a little too sweet for my liking, but a really, really... Um, delicious beer. Again, I don't think I could drink a full glass of it. As a taster, it was fine. Probably a full glass, I'd probably be like, all right, after about half of it, I'd probably have to pour it out because it's a little too sweet. But I'll tell you, love the experience at Angry Chair. Love the experience at Cigar City. Two great breweries in the Tampa area. Um, It was a lot of fun visiting the city of Tampa. I didn't get back there until obviously I was heading home. Um, And on next week's program, we'll talk about the stops that I made in Bradenton. Um, had some beers on Anna Maria Island. Obviously, there's no brewery there, uh, but made a trip around to a couple places because one of the days that I was down in Florida, it was really not conducive to going in the pool or going on the beach. Um, it was sort of cloudy and very overcast. So I decided to sort of do an indoor thing of you know hitting up a couple of breweries within a reasonable driving distance. So that was kind of cool. Um, and one of them, or actually two of them, which happened to be right near uh, where the Pittsburgh Pirates play, which is pretty cool, their affiliate. Uh, my folks, we are out of time. My thanks to everybody involved in the show. Thanks to Bob Olson from Bolero Snort. And, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m., this has been the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Cheers, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs>